0: Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Here, engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety.
1: Hi, I'm Caroline Stocks with Poultry Health Today, and we're here with Chris Williams, who's Zoetis Director of Technical Services. Chris, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thank you, Caroline.
1: Now, recently you tell us that you've been looking at some of the details in incubation, which can have a real impact on chick viability. Can you tell us a little bit about what's prompted you to look at that?
0: Well, as we see seasonality change, the parameters in the hatchery, um, as we get into the colder weather, things change and the environments that we try to maintain in the hatchery are not the same from Say summer to winter, and as such, the quality of the incubation changes. So we try to maintain those temperatures and pressures, but there are some limits to our ventilation capacity, primarily, and uh, those in turn have an effect on the quality of the chick. So a lot of the work in the last four or five months that I've been doing has been around how we uh, how we how we go about maintaining those bigger environments and not affecting the micro environments in the incubation.
1: Okay, so what kind of problems have producers been having? What, what's prompted you to actually say, look, this is an issue that needs addressing?
0: Starting in the fall, we start to see um, increases in early mortality and our in our hatchabilities start to wane a little. And it is very, you know, year on year we see it. It's an annual issue. And that goes with what we're actually looking for. We're looking for a very small number of of, of birds that are being affected. When we talk about a half percent, it's only 100 birds in in 20,000. And so what I end up doing is I I end up looking at a 30,000 foot view. Where are we from an environmental standpoint in the whole hatchery? And then what are the small things that can change that? And so f- for more detail, um, things like egg temperatures when they arrive at the hatchery, a lot of our egg storage on the farm doesn't necessarily have heat. So it is an egg, quote, cooler. So I see eggs coming into the hatchery that are, that are too cold. And therefore the, the cold temperature incubation that's happening in storage is actually an albumin breakdown. And when eggs are stored too cold, they don't start incubation uniformly or correctly. They're delayed. And that delay stays with them the whole incubation period. We also have more, uh, more temperature issues in the lower regions of the incubator. Just because of floor temperatures, sanitation, we get an evaporative cooling effect if we're in and out of our incubators trying to keep them clean. Now, a lot of that's alleviated with single stage, but the majority of the hatcheries in, the North, in North America are, are multi-stage.
1: So what kind of temperatures are ideal? Is there a set figure?
0: Um, there, there are s- some variations in, in uh, requirements from the incubation Uh, type. But as a rule of thumb, I like to see uh, 78 to 82 Fahrenheit in the hallways while maintaining a humidity between 50 and 60%. And that said, um, we don't need to see cycling of that outside those parameters too long. So many times I'll monitor what the normal humidity and temperature is in the hallway as far as how long that cycle is and what are the highs and lows. So we know how long that environment is in the correct range. And I would much prefer to see very short cycles rather than a, a, an extreme where we have a you know, 20 or 25 minute cycle that spends most of its time out of the range.
1: So what kind of extremes actually cause the problem then? Are we just talking two or three degrees or is it more extreme than that? Oh,
0: it's, it's more extreme than that. I've seen 20 degree swings in a five minute period. Yeah. And the average is OK. But the extremes are, are, are really creating problems for the equipment. And it's just that the, the equipment is, is, is trying to maintain an environment inside. It's a box in a box. And so the better we can do with the exterior box, the better the interior box does to maintain a a more homogeneous temperature. Fresh air as well as humidification can affect it, but we also have chiller, chiller coils that help us and the balance of that pressure of air across the machine. And so everywhere is a little different. Every single hatchery has a different environment. So you really need to take a look at those details and and help them maximize or, or minimize, in that case, the swings in temperature.
1: Mm-hmm. So are there any other um, small details that you think producers are, are missing?
0: Just as, as we look at what is different, you know, a hatchery is set up to have segregated work areas. And those environments have optimal temperatures and for what's going on there. And in the winter, we have areas in the hatchery that are quite different than they are in the summer. And in the summer, when we look, that's usually our optimal operation time. And so I look at things like where the the clean room, what is the airflow in there? Are we doing things correctly in there? In the summer, we we push a lot of air through there because it's hot and we're trying to get a lot of the humidity out. In the winter, we restrict that air quite a bit because it's cold outside. We can't bring that much air in. So, we don't do as well a job on on our clean room ventilation, our pool room ventilation, those types of things. And they can be additive. So, I, 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 uh, the clean room a lot of times supplies air to the pool room. You know, it's kind of a clean to dirty flow. And so, things get compromised quickly. So, just, just following the bird through production, looking at the environments as they're moving through and understanding that uh, can be quite enlightening. And a lot of times it's not a big adjustment. It's just finding what the optimal is.
1: Yeah. And what kind of difference can that have in terms of productivity and looking ahead at kind of like the way that the birds perform in the long term?
0: Well, air is probably the best sanitizer that we have. Of course we use detergents and chemicals and we do our best to, to keep things clean, but air is also a very good sanitizer. And when we don't have the same airflow, we don't have the same disinfectant capabilities of the of the equipment and the and the and the hatchery. So that's the first thing. So attention to detail and sanitation requires a higher level of, of attention in the winter because we don't have that supplemental drying effects and and, uh, that the air brings.
1: Okay, so in terms of um, actual egg productivity then, what, are you seeing any kind of like percentage increases or improvements by looking at these issues?
0: I've seen two to 3% in in hatchability differences in summer and winter, and I've seen mortality averages, you know, half to three quarters of a percent, and so those are really good opportunities to increase your productivity, and you can add the numbers there. It's it's a, it's a big number.
1: Are these kinds of issues ones that you're seeing across all different farms, or is it more area, different areas that are more prone to some of them problems?
0: As a as an industry, we're we're moving in the right direction. We have a lot more newer hatcheries being built and upgrades being done to our existing facilities, but we still have a large group of very old hatcheries. I do see a lot of upgrades with ventilation. I do see a lot of upgrades with equipment, but we also need to go back and look at what else have we done and has that compromised our, our, our flow? And for example, um, we've added some incubation capacity or hatching capacity, or both. But we didn't really address our egg storage. Probably the lowest hanging fruit out there is in our egg storage. Uh, We need to do a better job with, with quality control before the eggs are ever set.
1: So how can that be improved then? What are the practical measures there?
0: Put the eggs in the best environment of that egg storage room. Egg storage rooms tend to be shared spaces for empty farm racks or incubation racks. Don't put those in the best place as far as temperature and airflow. Put your eggs there. That type of thing. So literally outlining where that needs to be and how that egg flow comes through there is is something that, that w- we should pay more attention to.
1: Do you think that it's perhaps something that um, each farm needs someone to take ownership of? Because it's these little things that can often get overlooked while people are worrying about the bigger picture.
0: I'm big on standard procedures and, and checklists and um, just to make sure that things are done correctly. And then, of course, you need someone to in, you know, inspect what you expect type of thing. One of the big things now is, is our, our chick boxes and the use of them, whether we, we, we can wash them every day and have them dry and clean every day. And that attention to detail, I see in the next three, four years will be front and center. We need to have a clean division between when those birds are placed on the farm, cleaned, and the next set of birds that goes through it. Okay, we don't need a vector possibility there Uh, and so focusing on the chick room now is, is, has been a lot of my attention, the ventilation after hatch, how those birds are, are the environment that they're held in before they're sent to the farm, the temperatures associated with them. We're doing more and more with spray vaccination, uh, different types of applications. And, and that is a, uh, you know that's another introduction of cold temperatures when the birds are spray vaccinated depending upon the volume we can have a uh, we can have a chill effect and so that period of time of drying and and vaccine uptake needs to be very closely monitored uh, we don't need excessively wet birds going into our trucks they need to be dry before they leave the hatchery they need to be back to a homeostatic type of temperature control. So it is little things. It's a lot of little things, but they're, they're important. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.